Hello and welcome to Fantasy Harness Racing, the podcast. Paul Cochran with you, otherwise known as the Commissioner. And uh, boys, I'm sitting here among the group as the highest placed fantasy player in our little team. After all the talk that you two gibbered on with Brett Skelly, Tommy Swiderski, boys, welcome. And you've got that to, uh, to mull over. As we start the show, yeah, thanks, Paul. Yeah, it's good to be here, and I, uh, I, I don't see it lasting. To be honest, I think you got Me very no, lucky in the first week, but it's, uh, yeah, I don't see it happening in the future. But you know, good on you for uh, being the highest rated out of us. I, Tommy, I tell you what, mate, it wasn't far off winning the winning the round. Gee, that would have been embarrassing. It was down to the last, um, <laughs> the the last race, so you yeah. almost got there. I know. I tell you what, I was, um, I was four points behind the leader. Going into the last race, so it's, it's and, and it's tight at the top. Like um, you know, so w- what a fantastic way to to start it though. It really um, it really went well the first week, didn't it? Oh, it is, and it's a lot of fun too. And there's a lot of people talking about it, and a lot of people taking it very seriously as well. So it's now it's been a lot of fun, and as you say, it's quite tight. And there's not a lot between you know, sort of one and five hundred at the moment. So. We'll get into it a bit as the show goes, Tommy, but h- how are you feeling? You happy happy with how you went? Or I started off quick. I started off good, but yeah, it's held off. Uh, Menangle and Tomorrow weren't too kind to me. Uh, Penrith and uh, Newcastle were my best results, but we'll kick back. I'll tell you one bloke who is uh, very, very happy with how he's gone. We've got him on the line. Troy McDonald is our, uh, our winner of round one. <laughs> well done, mate. Well done. Hey, um... A lot of a lot of people would probably know your your name because you, you once were a very prominent driver in the industry, and uh, now you are well. You're the guru of fantasy harness racing. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, boys. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good start, good first week. Um, how long did you spend putting your team? When did you start putting your team together? Um, oh, I started sort of when I heard about it, and you sort of just got to, if you're going to take it seriously, you got to go. Right up to the end of uh, of the close of the lockouts there, and and sort of go through who's who's getting the drives for the week, who's on the better ones, and that sort of thing. So I probably spent a couple of hours on it. So you've you've been doing it. Uh, you've had a good look at them. Um, anything that you would have changed out of that first week? Um, oh, I think it's just, just on that first week. It's clear to see the metros where all the points are. Um, you know, there's, there's the, the races with the double points and stuff like that. Um, so you can sort of target them as well. But the metros, where you got to be sort of on the ball there and, and getting most of your points. So, mate, you you actually you nailed both because in the podcast we've talked about a strategy where we said, well, do you go after the metros and spread yourself thin a little bit in other areas? Do you chase the double points, which was the Tomorrow Cup in week one? You managed to do both. Didn't you? Because you, yeah, yeah, you got the winner of the the Tomorrow Cup. Plus, you were very heavy in the Metro with those drivers who do, you know, we've called it border hopping across regions. Yeah, yeah, I was um, sort of other than my Metro, I was strong in that Western region where they had Bathurst, and then they had Tomorrow on the weekend. So, sort of doubled up a little bit there. Um, but yeah, the, the sort of the, the drivers you want are the ones that are doing multiple meetings during the week. Were you keeping an eye on it going into the into the last uh, few races? Yeah, I was. I was. I sort of followed followed every meeting during the week, which is good. Just sort of keep the uh, engagement with uh, harness racing New South Wales. It's sort of not an area I watch the metro race, but I definitely watched uh, a lot more than what I normally watch last week. How far in do you think? Geez, I'm a shot here. I might uh, 
get this week one? <laughs> yeah, I, when at the start of the week, I, was, I, I liked the look of my team. Um, but you never know, there's sort of a bit of luck involved in, in uh, like captains. Obviously, double points, that's a, another important thing. You've got to be, you got to sort of, if you're going to win the round, your captain's probably got to be the best player. So um, there's a bit of luck involved. But yeah, I, I did like the look of my team. $250 gift card coming your way from Harvey Norman. What are you going to spend it on? Uh, not sure yet. We'll, um, we'll bank that and, and uh, hopefully maybe add a couple more throughout the year. <laughs> Save them up. Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. Hey, so um, let's talk about your, your Metro team because uh, you did, well, like me, you brought Luke McCarthy into your squad fairly late, didn't you? And you decided not to go with Cameron Hart. Was that a, a decision based on what you saw as availability and, and strength of drives? Yeah, I've, I've seen um, Cam was going to be at Shepherd, and so taking him out for a meeting there. It's probably, uh, and I've seen Luke look like he had a pretty handy book on Saturday night, um, and he had favourite Penrith on Thursday. So I made that switch late, yeah, and went with Luke. Okay, and then you, I think you, and it's borderline disrespectful to call Mitch Turnbull a, a unique, given how good he is in the Western region, but... I think he was a bit of a unique, given that a lot of people went with Amanda Turnbull, a lot of people went with Nathan Turnbull. You had Mitch Turnbull, and obviously him coming out and winning the Tamora Cup and getting that double points is really what got you across the line as our week for round one winner. Yeah, he had a, a handy night at Bathurst on Wednesday, and he got a winner there. And um, yeah, I think he, he had a few at Tamora, so yeah, it's a bit of a point of difference. I went with him. Um, he. You're right. He had a great night at Bathurst. I mean, the, the Turnbull name won six of the eight races at Bathurst. Were you like so, so? How many of the Turnbulls did you end up going with? Was, was Bathurst your fill-up night? Or uh, yeah, I've got Amanda, Nathan, and Mitch uh, in the team, or had in the team last week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One of the one of the things that you did that I, I think is really relevant, and I think it's a case in point for people to really take on board, is. You actually had a, a non-scoring driver in the Hunter. You had Tommy Callaghan in your team, which meant that your reserve kicked in. And so you, yeah. and you had Brianna Lindsay as your reserve and her score, I mean, at 11 points there, that ended up being a, a really important play for you as well. Yeah, it was, it was Andy. Um, sort of throughout the week, it, it didn't add the uh, emergency points to the end. So I've seen it was tied. I sort of felt like there was that little bit extra buffer there. The kick in there at the end, which was handy. Um, all right. So, does your strategy change up a little bit this week? Given obviously we've got some new tracks in play, we've got Dubbo in play on Wednesday night. Does your strategy start to change up a little bit? Yeah, it'll just be um, depending on uh, yeah, sort of if there's any certain drivers that look like they might have a good night, you sort of look to bring them in. And likewise, if you've got players in your team that uh, they might be lighter on this week. Is sort of looking to move them on and just strengthen your team that way. I think Luke McCarthy ended up being a fairly shrewd selection, boys, um, because, you know, obviously, uh, as I said, I brought him in fairly late in the piece. It was that gamble play that we talked about in last week's show that we knew Luke wasn't going to drive Tuesday, but we knew he'd be potentially prominent on Saturday night, and it was... The same with Jack Trainer. We knew that Jack Trainer was suspended early in the week and was going to be prominent. Um, 
he ended up. Did he exceed expectations? Do you think, Tommy? I think so. Taking out that Tuesday meeting uh, and uh, taking away the points that he probably would have got, um, but he drove three at Menangle on Saturday, so um, he's made me look silly. Yeah, I mean, I, I must admit, Luke wasn't on my. Luke was one that I had in mind for future weeks, and and it was only a sort of a really late decision to bring Luke into my team. I know that you kind of you kind of had him on your. Uh, your plans for a few weeks' time, didn't you, Brett? Yeah, I did. Uh, going into no- uh, sorry February, he um, I think he should be in everybody's team. But as soon as we knew that Cam was going to be in Victoria, I think um, he was the most logical one to come into your team um, if you already had the likes of Jack Callaghan, Robbie Morris, and Josh Gallagher. So he was the next cab off the rank. So I, I think shrewd move to have yeah. him in your team. When did you make that call, Troy? Yeah, it was only only the, uh, on the Tuesday that I went with Luke over Cam. Yeah, did, did you have Cam in your in your initial sort of draft, your skeleton of your team? Yeah, I did. I did. Like just sort of just looking for the the big name drivers that are, are going to rack up the most points, and Cam's definitely one of them. All right, well, mate, here's your chance. Who, who are we putting a rocket up? Who who needs to lift if you're going to go back to back weekly titles? Ah. Uh, I think I've got to put the pressure more on myself. I've got to find the right people. Um, <laughs> that is a diplomatic yeah, way of Very political. <laughs> <laughs> was it, it's, um, you know, the salary cap means you can't go, you just can't go heavy everywhere. You have to go lean in some areas. Um, given that you've got three Turnbulls, you went big in the Metro, I assume that the Hunter in the Riverina is probably where you, you decided to save some cash. Yeah, Riverina um, is definitely my lightest area there. Um, Hunter, I've got... Uh, well, last week I had Grace Vanilla Blake Hughes, so... Um, yeah, a bit of coin there. Yeah, a little bit of coin there, but uh, the, the Riverina is probably my lightest area. Yep. And they really come into their... You know, we, before we came on the show, I said to the boys, those two move into their natural habitat this week. You know, but... And when I say those two, Blake Jones and Jack Painting and some of those guys, so they're back at the Riverina Paceway where they, they really do excel at that track. Is that in your thinking this week? Yeah, for sure. Um, we'll be waiting for the to come out and see uh, who has what and, and who's looking like a good play for the week. But, um, yeah, sort of, as you say, when they they get the sort of standalone meeting, it's, it's normally theirs to dominate. All right, so I know you've got to keep... You got you got to you got to look after your IP a little bit here. You're going to have to uh, make sure you don't reveal too much too much of your hand and show away, give away too many of your secrets. But as an early thought, early thinking, um, who who are the drivers sort of that you are starting to look at? Going well, are they part of my team for week two? Uh, well, with Robbie Morris out for the week. Uh It'll be another Metro driver. I'm thinking probably it's going to be Jack Trainer to come in this week. Yeah, yeah, um, I think that's a good shout. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, probably that, the general consensus. Yeah. yeah, that's the only one I sort of had set in stone at the moment. I'm still uh, waiting for Fields later in the day, and we'll work out what our other plays will be. Do you think it's a sort of game? Obviously, we're so early in it. It's a brand new game, obviously, and like I said, you're the first ever, first ever weekly winner of. Um, of the game, do you think it's a game where you can maintain a similar squad and keep rolling it out, or do you think that the three trades are going to be really, really relevant each week if you want to continually um, stay at the top? 
yeah, I think the trades will be uh, it'll be important to um, for the weekly scores to maximise your score. You know, per week, you sort of you could have the the twenty two best average players in your squad at the end of the year, but it's sort of a week to week thing. Where if you could get the right players at the right week and and boost it even more, that's that's the way to go. And you had Jack Cal as your as your skipper, didn't you? I did, yeah. Yeah, that was a good 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 move. Obviously, Jack uh, was the highest point scorer of the week. So, how much, uh, how important do you think it is that, you know, obviously the proof's in the pudding with you. you you're the leader. But how important do you think it is that you do get that captaincy uh, armband right? Yeah, it's, it's very important. So I think uh, whoever ends up with the highest score of the week will have the their top scoring player as a captain. That's for sure. Yeah, he certainly had a he had a big night Saturday night, didn't he, boys? Jack, yeah, yeah, massive, yeah. yeah. I mean, but but that said, like there was a bit of a, you know, a bit of a blanket you could throw over some of them. I mean, you know, the difference between Jack Callaghan and, and Josh Gallagher, for example, mm. was only eight points. Yeah. So, and I know a lot of people would have Josh as captain based on how he's been going at Newcastle. So only eight points, and you know that it's not a a massive amount. However, it's well, it's a winner. Yeah. Isn't it? And in, in, in the scoring, in the it's very things. significant. It's the difference between winning and losing, really. Um, eight points, ten points—that's a win. And but then, if you chuck on top of that the the captain's arm band, then you double that as well. So yeah, yeah. It's a very shrewd move if if you yeah. had Jack as your uh, captain this yeah. week. Yeah. All right, Troy. Well, there's plenty coming to get you, mate. That's the. <laughs> we actually had a lot of subscriptions over the last forty eight hours too. Once people started to realise that. Hey, this, this looks pretty cool, this game. So uh, people are coming to get you. It's great to have you on board. Um, and someone outside of our own state has won, has won our game, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like losing the state of origin, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Uh, all right, Troy. Well, mate, I, I, um, I, I congratulate you. I, as I said, you were, I had you, had my eye on you there w- with one race to go. I was only four points behind you with... Uh, with my team, but obviously you had Mitch Turnbull in your team. I didn't. He won that. He won that race. So you picked up some points there. But as you said, you know you had Brianna Lindsay coming off the bench to to make up for a non-scoring um, driver. So yeah, you must have. I, I congratulate you on how you've put that team together because because uh, that's a that's a ripper score, I reckon. Ah, no worries. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks for uh, creating the game. It's, just, it's fantastic for. You know, engagement in harness racing in New South Wales and getting more eyeballs on the sport. Excellent. Well, well, uh, who knows, mate? I, I, I sense with um, you know what a student you've already proven you, you are <laughs> into the into the game. It may not if we're talking to the winner each week. It may not be the last time we're talking to Troy, boys. What do you think? Yeah, no. I wish Troy all the best, but not too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that feeling is uh, is shared around the place. Alrighty, good on you, Troy. Well, hopefully we'll catch up you again uh, at some point. Uh, during the season. No worries. Thanks, guys. All right, boys. Um, he uh, he's, he's a man who certainly did his homework by the sounds of it. Yeah, he's very switched on. He's um, he's he's done us all ends. Maybe not so much you, but he's uh, no, he's he's gone through that and fine tooth came very uh, scientific. So yeah, no, that's, it's that's it's much easier in retrospect looking back on it. You think oh, I should have put him in uh, this driver, but yeah, he's done well. Any key learnings out of that chat, Tommy? Um. You know, I, I was more along the same thing. I just you know, do your homework, know the fields um, as many as you can prior to the lockout. Um, but he just he just picked the right drivers at the right time. It's all about timing. 
I think a key thing, though, was what, what I was sort of alluding to a couple of times there is, is he did have a, a zero score. So he won the round with a zero. And the reason he, he managed to get the, the vital points was because he had, a, uh, he had Brianna Lindsay sitting there on, as one of his reserve drivers, and he picked up her score late. So that got added on at the completion of the last race when it was obvious that his, uh, Tommy Callaghan was his, was his zero that he copped there in the Hunter. So I guess the key point is you've you got to treat every selection in your team fairly make sure that they can be scoring points for you. Yeah, that's it. There's no fillers. Um, you've, if you're thinking about it, you've really got to think about it. And um, that's why you've got to have a, a Hannah Rickson or somebody like that in your team as well, even if she's not in the team itself. Having her on the bench this week and picking up a zero would have given you an extra 28, I think it was. Tommy, you were big on Hannah Rickson as a, as a selection when we first started talking on the pod. Uh, she, I think, was like if we were given out Brownlow votes – on yep. how the week went. I think Hannah Rickson is in the money there. She yep. was outstanding. She had a really big night at Penrith. Yep, two winners and a second yep. at Penrith. And Stephanie Morris as well. Very Absolutely. impressive. Yep. Uh, another cheap option. I unfortunately had Hannah on the bench. Uh, rookie error. After all the um, the praise I've been giving her over the last couple of months. But uh, she done really well, Hannah. And she'll do it every week, I think. I yeah. think that's what there, there are two options I think that you've got to look at this week if you don't have them in your team and you can swap them, get either Hannah or Steph into your team um, because they're, they're definite points getters and you're not paying too much yeah. around the $200,000 mark. Yeah. So, all right, well, I, I think you made a good point with, with Steph Morris, which was Sean Grayling um, at a uh, slightly higher price, but he, he came out and went, won a race. I think he won the second race of the on the – of the game yeah. at yeah. Uh, at Menangle. Glenn McElhenney as well. He, yeah. um, I thought he outperformed sort of his, his price, 22 points for Glenn and uh, a winner at Newcastle. So ultra consistent Glenn and um, good result. And that's what it's all about. And it, it's about finding those drivers that can outdrive their price. It's the, the term we've used. And I think plenty did, Tom. Uh, Will Rickson's another one that jumps off the page. Um, not Not too cheap, but... Uh, picked up 35 points for 740000 Yeah, So that's good value for me. He copped a bit of stick on social media yeah. too, Will. He, he, he didn't get out of the blocks real well, um, but absolutely steamed home. Had a, had a real good real good night there at Penrith. Yeah, well, that's it. And it's kind of like uh, Tom and myself. We've, we've started off slowly, but we're going to come home with a wet sail as well. So, But no, it was good for him. He ended up being the... Uh, Eighth best scoring driver of the round, so for seven hundred and fifty odd thousand, um, it's it's a great result. So let's go through that. Jack Callaghan was the highest point scorer of the round with seventy seven points. Uh, Josh Gallagher sixty nine. Now the bulk of that that sixty nine for Josh was accrued at, at Newcastle. We've we've talked several times on the show about how well Josh has gone at Newcastle, and look, gee, um. You know, a new year certainly didn't change what he what he ended 2022 on, Tom. Yeah, I'm glad he I put him in last minute um, just because of that Newcastle factor. Um, and also this week, uh, looking ahead, actually, um, he's got plenty of great drives. So I'm happy to keep Josh now. Um, Robbie Morris, 66. So Robbie did what – well, last week I, we were trying to crunch some numbers and when we were working out the captain, we always said Robbie was probably the safe option. We knew he'd get winners – we knew he'd drive a lot, and he, he probably presented as that safe option as the captain. I think 66 is that, that safe number that we 
we probably thought he might he might pick up. Yeah, and that's it. And I mean, a lot of weeks he's going to get well above that. So I, as you say, he is a safe option. I had him as my captain. Um, so double the points, 132, third for the round. I mean, it's it's nothing to uh, to to sniff about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the name that I thought was the the sort of the maverick option, I guess, Tom, as as your captain, the one to really go after was Nathan Turnbull. I thought he could go to Tamora and have a big night. And look, if he if he uh, had have won the, he, he just missed out on the Tamora Cup. Unlucky run, I thought as well. Mm. Yeah, so. I mean, he, he ends up with 54 points for the round mm. at two race meetings, you know, as opposed to you know, Jack, Josh, Robbie, all driving at four race meetings. Yeah. Nathan it, drove two and, and wasn't that far behind them. And Nathan's at Menangle tomorrow, so a great yeah. captain option for this week as well. So he'll be on my radar. He's in my team, but he'll be on the radar for the captaincy. I just, I'll weigh up those um, sort of their winning chances tomorrow and see if he can get some real good points. I think what he... What he delivered shows that a driver with less outings but bigger um, output, I guess, for if that's a way of putting it, um, does represent a legitimate option. Yeah, if you're picking up those bonus points rather than going around for, for one in each race, then, yeah, massive option. And, yeah, I I must say I was caught a little bit unawares for how good he was going to be in this first round. So, no, he's a fantastic option to get into the team. I think he's a big option with... With Dubbo being one of the one of the race meetings this week, yeah, I think he does very well at that track. Yep, fills her out this afternoon, so I'll have a really good look at them and and weigh up his chances. But he's definitely in my team. Yeah, uh, Amanda Turnbull, she drove three tracks, so she had Bathurst, where she is the the legitimate queen of that track. Uh, had a had a good night, um, you know. Probably we're used to seeing Amanda go out and absolutely dominate at at Bathurst. She didn't do that, but she had a good night nonetheless. Um, she picked up a winner at Menangle and she had some other drives there. 45 points in all for Amanda. I think that's. I think we're going to get better out of, out of Amanda in the game. But I've said to, to many people who've asked me about her that I think if you're picking up points at Menangle for Amanda, that's a, that's a real bonus because I think you're going to get really good scores from Amanda at Bathurst going forward. I yeah. think so, yeah. yeah. I, 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 yeah. I think she's had a pretty slow week this week. Um, you'd expect her to be one of the 50 pluses, and that's why we've got her over a million dollars. So I think this week, a little bit slow. Um, not sacking her just yet, um, because as you say, she'll come back and there's going to be some of these weeks, especially leading up to, to Gold Crown, those sorts of meetings where she's going to be getting, you know, 60s, 70s, I would think. Well, despite a, you know, a decent price tag and a great record, many think Mitch Turnbull is the surprise packet of the week. Um, he got as many winners as anyone else. He, he, he had a really good week. Yeah, 44 points for Mitch. Um, big regret not putting him in. I had him in for a long time and traded him out to save some coin in other areas. But, yeah, vital mistake for me. And uh, Mitch just showed his class across a, a lot of tracks as well. Have you got him on, in your sights for this week then? I don't know if I'll have the coin. like Because we've got Robbie suspended this week. Um I'm not too sure what's happening with Cam with um, some feature racing down in Victoria. And also, Amanda, just just see where uh, Amanda pops up this week. Yeah, okay. Mm. All right, well, we've already mentioned Hannah Rickson and, and Steph Morris, 28 and 25 respectively there. Really good weeks. And Will Rickson, 35 as well. So, you know, the, 
there was a good spread of points as well. It wasn't like someone came out and just blitzed it. So I think what it shows is there's options through the through the the trade opportunities that the, and and the other thing is is just because it happened this week, it doesn't mean that's the playbook going forward, does it? No, that's it. I mean, as we said, there's there's some guys who have really flown this week. Maybe it won't happen again um, for a couple. Some people that we thought were a little bit slow, and we it's a little bit of out of character. So it's um yeah, it's it's not always horses for courses. Corner phrase. All right, as we as we said to Troy on the phone, in order to load up in some of the regions, like he did, like I did, you had to go lean in in other places, and I think many went went lean in the in the hunter. Um, Tamworth is a is a prominent race meeting this week, Tom. Yeah, and there's double points opportunity with the Tamworth Cup up for grabs. Um, do we need to, I guess, look to prop up the hunter a little bit? I think so. Um, first person I think of when I think of Tamworth is Tom Ison, uh, bringing him in for the week last night at Tamworth. Four winners, um, yeah. unbelievable. He's he stats. Um, at Tamworth are ridiculous. 223 starts in the last 12 months for 55 wins and 57 placings. Four wins last night. He's in good form. He'll be at that guitar meeting and he'll definitely drive a few winners. See, for me, I'm looking at Tom as a, as a real sort of pinch hitter to come in and do a job for me mm. this week. I think especially for this meeting. Yeah. Yeah. I think anybody that, that went real uh, low with the Hunter might struggle this week unless they're swapping three out from the Hunter only um, because it is a very specific Hunter meeting. Um, you're not going to get a lot of Metro drivers up there, so you're going to need to have a, a Blake Hughes or a, a Tom Ison or a, a Grace Pinella or a Gemma Coney in your team because they're going to be getting the bulk of the drives and they're going to have the bulk of the winners. Will Rickson won that race last year, so you do get some that go up there. Uh, Cameron Hart's already told me that he plans to be there Friday night. That makes it interesting. Is that, is that, a, is that it makes it interesting because you, oh, because I don't know where Ken will be on Saturday. He won't be he won't be here in, on Saturday. Okay. He'll be in Victoria Saturday. Yeah. so you won't see him at an angle. Mm. Yeah, some options there. Particularly, you have got double points on offer for Friday night. Um, do you throw that out the window? I, I'm not too sure. Well, I'll, we we did it. You've only got three trades. Luke McCarthy. Mm. You know, we if you if you use Luke and Jack Trainer as a playbook from round one. Are you prepared to give up a meeting because you think that someone's going to get enough winners somewhere? Mm. I mean, Cam, Cam didn't have a huge week. He only got twenty four points, but he he kind of he did get a winner. He kind of just crept along. No one kind of noticed him, and yet still managed twenty four points. I mean, at the price point, obviously you want a, yeah. a fair bit more, but he didn't have the the quantity of drives that he normally gets for for game purposes. He was away for the Saturday Metro meeting. Um, I just wonder whether throwing, if you sub, say, right, we're not going to get him, we're not getting him Saturday night at Menangle, so just take that out of your thinking. But we are getting him at a regional race meet where he is. He might be a chance of going up and, and doing a job. Yeah, I, I think the problem there is, though, that you're, you're paying almost $400,000 more than you would for your top hunter drivers. So, I mean, yeah, he might win it, but at the same time, that's a lot of coin that you've got to find from somewhere else and swap people out if you haven't already got him in your team. So You're still going to get him at Penrith. You're going to get him at Menangle tomorrow. Yep. So you need three race meetings out of Cam. I think he's only got one at Menangle tomorrow, yeah, so yeah. you've got to take that into account as yeah, well. 
Yeah. And you've only got three trades as well. And for most people, I would imagine with Robbie Morris in their team, he'll be out this week. Um, there's one trade gone. Um, and we'll just have to, you know, weigh up where the other drivers are going as well. So it's not, yeah, there's a lot of decisions to make. So do you, do you run the risk of, because I've done this before in other sports with fantasy, and I would, I would issue a cautionary tale to people to just be really careful about blowing up your team and not being in a position to immediately repair it because a, few, a handful of trades that suit your purpose this week may not – we don't know what's going to happen for week three. Your team was good enough in your thinking to get you through only a few days ago when you set your team up um, – Six days ago. Yeah. It was good enough then. Not a great deal has changed. We've had race meetings. Unless you uh, you, you think it's absolutely catastrophic and, and you need to make those three trades, but make them three trades that count for a period of time, I would say. Yeah. And then you've got the other way of going about it, which is, um, you know, what Troy Troy's position, sitting at the top of the perch. I mean, my team's going pretty well after week one. We're probably more in a position to make those little changes where we can go, all right, you're out, you're in, and then flip it again the following week. So there's different ways, Tom, about the, the, the trading strategy. Yeah, wise words there, Paul. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> but um, and looking at round three, you know, you've got to look ahead as well. There's a Carnival of Cups in Riverina. Do you want to go and, you know, savage your salary cap, you know, take out the good drivers in Riverina to put them in the Hunter this week and then chase your tail the week after and you can't make improvements in the Metro? I understand what you're saying and um yeah I, I don't think it's only one week we've got yeah we've got plenty of time left yeah yeah 25 weeks you know is the game so so given that we saw the the double points opportunity work really well for troy we had on the line before um is it worth chasing what do you think brett the double points yeah yeah i i I think we showed that on uh, on Saturday where he did pick up the double points and he, he rolled some people yeah. <laughs> that were ahead of him at one stage. So, no, I, I think chase those where you can. Um, but as you say, don't blow up your team to do it. But if, if you can, manage to squeeze in, especially like this week, squeeze in a, a Tommy Eisen or somebody like that, then go for it. What yeah. about Brad Elder? Brad was suspended in week one, so I think he's the forgotten, maybe the forgotten man of the, of the game. Yeah. I know people brought him in thinking that he was going to be in action and um, unfortunately he, he wasn't. He's back. And we talk a lot about Tom Ison being such a dominant force at Tamworth, but Brad Elder's record is just as good on that track, if not better. Yeah, and I, I think this is part of where you've got to do your form. Yeah, what's going to happen there on Friday? And um, yeah, we should, we should have fields out, so... Um, have a look and, and see what the best options are. Dean Chappell as well at Tamworth drives terrifically there, has for a long time too. So he's another option I'm keeping my eye on, just for just for a like-for-like swap more or less in that yeah. in that region. So with Brad Elder's suspension, Matt Elkins came down from Queensland and seemed to pick up a lot of the drives that Brad would have had. And I think Matt had three winners or something at Tamworth. Yep. So do we read anything into that? Obviously, the cattle's there for Brad to sit on. That's it. Or will they retain the same driver? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, some of them Brad trains. Yep. So I, <laughs> I would have thought he would take the sit. 
Um, yeah, I, I just think Brad Elder is a, a legit option if if the Hunter's one that you want to want to really sort of fine tune this week as well. So Tommy Ice and Brad Elder, I think, are two that have got a proven record at excelling there at Tamworth, and I, I would I would say look, have a look at them, boys. The Riverina, um, where it was a unique week for the Riverina, given that the bulk of the Bulk of the racing there is is at uh, Riverina Paceway. In week one, it was Tamora, so different environment, different surface, very different all round. Uh, our big guns from Tamora were there and were in action, but didn't fire. What what do we take out of that? Yeah, I, I once again, I think it's horses for courses. So we had the uh, the big guns come down from from Bathurst and the Western Region to Tamora. Um, picked up a lot of those races, so I think um, this week you'll look at it and you'll see, you know, Jackson and the the two Blakes and and those guys um, getting a lot more points this week. They'll be they'll be looking sort of thirty forty plus. I would think at least one of those guys. So yeah, I I, I think this week is a forget, and you look forward to Friday when we're at, at Wagga. So if you've got my team, for example, had both Blake Jones and Jackson Painting in it, I've got twelve points between them. Yeah, I was yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think this week it'll be a very different story. I mean, you haven't got the Western guys coming down to, to try and nick some of those races as well. So, yeah, I've got those two. I've got Taylor Osmond. So that was 28 between the yeah. three of them. Yeah, and that's a, that's a big hit, isn't it? Yeah, I, I look, the way I'm thinking is I, I'm with you. I just forget it. And I think they're, they're that good. They've proven over a very long time that um, they're two of the ones – you have to have high in your, you know, in your rankings for that area. I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with those two boys for this week at least. Anyway, I just think I think we'll we'll see a lot better from them at Wagga on Friday. Yeah, and if not next week, when you've got double points in their uh, district as well, so they'll repay you just just time. Just wasn't uh, an ideal setup for them last week. So, if you're looking at the double points at the Hunter, and you know that. You got some work to do elsewhere. Can you even touch the Riverina? Do you, do you just have to stay true with what you've got? Yeah, I think this week. Um, yeah, leave the Riverina as is. I wouldn't be doing too much with that. As I say, they'll bounce back. Um, less competition this week. Western's probably the same. Um, it's pretty low key there this week with a uh, a meeting at Dubbo on Wednesday, um, where we might not see a lot of the big guns there. So I think those two this week are sort of. Set and forget regions. Um, work on your metro. Work on your hunter with uh, golden guitar. All right. Well, the big the big story that we had last week in the show was what to do with Robbie Morris, and most of us said, "Yeah, we still pick him. We have him for a week. Uh, we know that Robbie is out for the entire round, round two coming up. So, and and in some ways, it's a really neat and clean suspension yeah. <laughs> period as well. It, it actually. Starts. It started at the end of the round, and we'll go right through to the end of round two. So you're gonna. It's a clean out. The the suspension doesn't overlap rounds from the fantasy harness racing game purpose. So, is he one, Brett? Could you could you afford to keep him for a week and just put him as your reserve and say, all right, thanks, Robbie, but I'll have you for the next twenty three weeks. I think you got to swap him. You take I, him out. Yeah, I I think if you can get. If you look at Jack Trainer, who most people wouldn't have had this week because he was um, partly suspended through the round, that you get him into the team, it's almost like for like. He won't have as many drives in other places. But given that 
Jack came back with the limited opportunities um, and still scored 25. I think, yeah, get him into your team, not necessarily as captain, but, yeah, I think a like-for-like like swap. Well, that's one race meeting Jack Trainer had. He got the 25. So what are you thinking, Tom? Just sub him out this week. I've got him as so one of my trade trades. trade him out? Just trade him out yep. for the week, sorry. Um, yeah, right. Just use him as a trade. I'll, um, I'll use Tom Ison as a trade, um, and then I'll try and, try and pick another one. I'm not too sure who, but... Um, Good replacements, you know. You got Luke and um, Jack um, Callaghan, Jack Trainer. Plenty of drivers at the top there that can score you on a good week, fifty, sixty. Um, so I, I'm excited to see what I'm, I think. Luke McCarthy's going to be my pick. Okay. See, I, I've got I've got Robbie in the Metro, and I think that what I might have to do is is trade him for someone cheaper in the Metro. And put that money on someone's head in the hunter, because I've gone lean in the hunter. And how's that going to work going into week three? Well, I'm going to have to probably then do it in reverse. Yeah, you know, to to, to get Robbie back, or whether it's Jack Trainer, or I mean, or, that's just my thought today. I mean, during the week, I've probably had in mind that um, that Jack Trainer would probably be who would come in for Robbie. And then I've got a decision to make going into week three. What do I do? Um, so that's probably probably the way I'm starting to think. But, you know, Grace Pinella and Blake Hughes didn't deliver the points to their price point either. But I just think they're worth sticking with in the Hunter as well. Yeah, particularly Grace. Um, she's driving at Menangle tomorrow. I think three handy drives um, with good winning chances as well. So I'm... I'm going to keep Grace for the week and um, unfortunately sub out Blake Hughes but uh, for Tommy Ison. But, yeah, Grace and Blake, I think they were sticking with just – it wasn't ideal for them week one. The Sort of the Metro influence on the Newcastle meeting was a bit heavy and, you know, we've seen Josh Gallagher drive three, take three of their wins up there. So I think, it, you know, looking historically and what happened last year, um, there will be a lot of Metro influence up there. So do you want to go – you know, not waste, but um, use a lot of your salary cap up in the Hunter. and If, if it's going to be like a Newcastle yeah, Friday night yeah. scenario, yeah, with, with the Metro guys coming in. Yeah, I think there's a lot of ways you can go about it. You know, who we won't know what the right way to go about yeah. it is, you know, until until the game, you know, takes shape over the weekend. But I think it's, a, it's, a, it's an intriguing sort of scenario with the moving chess pieces of different drivers and different regions, the way, the way it's set up this week. Um, I'm gonna. I want to throw Amanda Turnbull's name back into the mix again. Uh, doesn't have the volume of drives we don't think this week, and at one point one nine five, is Amanda one that maybe is a, a one week trade out? Yeah, I think I think she is. I don't. I don't think she'll be driving at Dubbo on Wednesday. Um, that's our one Western meeting this week. Uh, I think she'll be taking Bandurin to. Bathurst on Friday night, which obviously doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. So that'll that'll take her out of anywhere else. So I mean, that's that's automatically limited the amount of drives that she's got. I think at that price point, yeah, swapping her out but keeping the money to the side and getting in somebody cheaper. So it is a light for like switch again next week when she's got more opportunities. So yeah, she's one of probably two that I'll do this week. Um, swap her out and and bring in another Turnbull. 
but yeah, I, I, I think this week, if you can, yeah, I think she's one to take out just for a week. Do you think, Tommy, that one of the challenges then, if you if you start going, right, Amanda's out and you're looking at Blake Hughes, you're taking big chunks of money out. Have you got to – I mean, you're, you're the accountant among us. Have you got to say, all right, I remember I took that money and put it somewhere, but I, I kind of – I know I want it back. Have you got to have that in mind? Because if you start putting money yeah. on different regions – and then you've got to try and manipulate it somehow that you get it back in order to get Amanda back in you. Because you're going to want her in your mm. team again if you've had her in week one. Get rid of her week two in under Brett's scenario. When you when it comes time to get her back in, you've got to find the money somewhere. Yeah, you can't – in my experience playing other fantasy sports, if you sub out, you know, a Nathan Cleary, you've got to keep that salary cap extra. Just keep it on the side for that week. You might be a bit short. You might have plenty of money left over. But it's just going to make it so much easier because you've only got three trades. It's going to make it easier to, you know, put put Nathan Cleary or Amanda back in there. So um, you're saying trade her out, but don't spend the money. Spend the money on something on a driver a lot cheaper that you can do a one one tra- one trade to flip it yeah. back. So I wouldn't I wouldn't sort of trade Amanda out, put Mitch in, then use the money Mitch Turnbull, uh, and then use that extra three four hundred thousand. Elsewhere, and then try and remember because it's two trades, two yeah. maybe three trades to get that money right. reconciled and bring it back. And yeah, yeah, I, I think that's the only way to do it. I think you've got to keep that money aside and and not spend it this round because. But if you did that, is there any point trading her out? Yeah, because you're you're going to yeah. miss out on the points that she's not going to get this week. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's it's <laughs> it, it, it and do creates. You back, do you back your reserve player to yeah. um, I mean, your reserve driver to? To pick up some points because look at it, Hannah Rickson, uh, two hundred thousand odd um, price and twenty eight points. That was better than Jack Trainer this week. So yeah, 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 yeah. I, you know, it's a it's a tricky one for for fantasy harness racing players. How you go about just managing your money and and ultimately what we're trying to do is come up with eighteen starting drivers, a package of twenty two with your reserves that score you the biggest points. Hey, you get there. There's no there's no necessarily – there's no written formula at the moment. We're still working it out. Yeah. And it's gonna, that's going to change week on week. I'll be interested to hear what the clubhouse leader says next week. Uh, hopefully we speak to them and uh, see what their tactic was. Because first week, I, I wouldn't say it's easier, but you know you can just attack the first week. But second week, you've got trade, salary cap involved. And I'll be interested to hear what um, – hopefully myself uh, has yeah. to say next week. <laughs> yeah. We'll get you on the phone, shall yeah. we? <laughs> We'll put you in the room next door, and we'll ring you up. Um, yeah, look, I, I think that the you know that the trade scenario brings a whole new dimension to it. You know, we, we've had unlimited trades in the lead up. You know, when we're framing our teams, now that you've got that three trade scenario, um, you know, I, I know Brett, we we threw around. Do we go with when we're building the game? Is it two trades or three? I'll tell you what, I'm glad it's three right now. I'm very glad it's three. <laughs> yeah. If we could go back and uh, make it unlimited, that'd make it very easy. But it, that. That's the difficulty maybe with the game a, and the fun of it. So. Put an extra few hundred thousand into the kitty yeah. as well, maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, look, the the, the formula, sorry, the the, um, the schedule this week, um, you know, still six rounds, six games to the round, uh, six race meetings for one of, you know, I guess we say games in the in this uh, this unique fantasy setup that we've got. And obviously it starts at Menangle tomorrow with race one. Now, the first race is at quarter past one. Now, lockout is at 1 o'clock, so we're butting up to that first race a bit closer than we did in week one. In week one, we 
the first race was just after two, so there was an hour or so in between. I found that hour seemed to go so slow as well. I just wanted to get my I wanted to see the points start ticking over. Now it's only going to be fifteen minutes, so they they'll be pretty close to scoring up at the time when we lock out time. So it's um, you'll be able to, I guess, get the latest the latest info, the latest mail right yeah. up to the end. Yeah, you'll get the betting flux on race one as well. So you'll have yep. all available information uh, Monday afternoon. Uh, majority of the fields will be out. So um, I'm excited for the week. Yeah. I, I, I Again, I stress to people, do not leave it till right on the last minute of lockout, though, to get your team. Give yourself a few minutes. You know, technology. Yeah. Just be careful. Yeah. Make sure you get your team squared away early enough that you're not going to – face that, that close out and you haven't got in your halfway through a trade or something like that. There's nothing worse to it. And you think you've done something and then all of a sudden it just locks you out and you think, ah. and then that they usually go on and do pretty well too, the ones that you can't get in yeah. the team. Or you accidentally haven't done your captain and, and it hasn't saved properly and so any of your trade strategy disappears because you're stuck with what, whatever you had in week one because it defaults back to that. So yeah, just be careful. Make sure you give yourself enough time. And um, and I know that I know that people will still be tinkering right up right up to the last minute or so. All I just say is, please don't come kicking and screaming to me <laughs> when it, if it locks you out because there's not nothing we can do about it. The lockout is is a hard and fast lockout, so <laughs> there's nothing we can do about it. Um, all right, well, as we as we heard on the phone, uh, captaincy choice is crucial. We we thrashed around some scenarios last week. Boys, I know that Robbie was one that we absolutely had high on our list. And as we said earlier in the show, we thought his 66 was a really safe, bankable option. And I think if you've got Robbie in your team and you're making captain each week, it's a really nice peace of mind, I think, set and forget kind of captaincy option. We, I know that a lot of people went with Cameron Hart, probably not, not realising that that... Uh, Cam was going to be engaged in Victoria on Saturday night, so I, I feel sorry for those people because that's really valuable points that you kind of would usually take for granted from Cam. Um, I looked at two options myself. One I thought was a real kind of brave play, which was Nathan Turnbull, and I didn't go that way, and I ended up going with Jack Callaghan, which was – that's what Troy went with as well. It, it paid off, you know, and I, and I think – the leaderboard is so cluttered that that 77 that Jack got, say, as opposed to the 54 that Nathan got, yeah, that, that 23-point difference, uh, that's reflected in the in the leaderboard. There's not a great deal between people. No, the well, that would have been 30 or 40 yeah. places. Oh, probably more, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's important to get it right, isn't it? Yeah. Look, week one, Robbie and Jack Callaghan and Nathan, they were more the safe plays. And, look, they all – can perform consistently and got great scores, but um, having that difference of 10, 15 points is, you know, 20, 30 placings. So it'll spread out eventually when, yeah. you know. Yeah, it will. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what are we thinking this week? I'm thinking Jack Callaghan, possibly Josh Gallagher. Um, just with Robbie out, the stable will still continue to race uh, without Robbie. So I, I believe those guys will get a good um, bit more quality drives and quantity as well. And, I believe Jack will go. Jack Callaghan, sorry, will go up to Tamworth on Friday. I'm just waiting for those fields to come out. Um, he was there last night, I yeah, believe. So yeah. no reason why he wouldn't be there again. No Newcastle Friday. Does that change your 
Any you thinking with Josh Gallagher? It does now. I yeah. just thought, as you yeah. said it, yeah. I think it's, I think it's a, a momentum shift mm. for Josh, given how well he's gone there. What do you think, Brett? Yeah, absolutely, and I, I agree with Tommy too. I think um, Jack Callaghan's probably your safest option this week. You, you've probably got three or four meetings out of him, and he'll be there on, on Friday night at the Golden Guitar, and we're looking at double points. So um, I think he's the one to, to get on. But uh, once again, it depends on uh, what they're driving. Um, do your form if you've got time. So, yeah, uh, him or Josh Gallagher, I think they're the two standouts for this week to be captain. Bit of recency bias, Tommy. I would say so. I would say so, and but probably with good, with good merit. He deserves it. Yeah. yeah. Um, ultra consistent, goes everywhere to drive. But um, yeah, just that in the Western, you got double double points. Um, sorry, in the Hunter, do you put someone like Tom Ison as captain just for the week? It's one race, though. Yeah. Yeah, I but, suppose. But you know, as captain, that could be that could be a forty point play. Mm. So it's um, you know I, I I don't know whether anyone had Mitch as Mitch Turnbull as captain the other night. Maybe Mitch himself. No, I, don't, I I've got a feeling Mitch actually. I was talking to him. I've got a feeling because uh, he's got some Pluto pups on the line in a, in a little side bet with Michael Darmacy. They're uh, they're they're betting in Pluto pup currency, and <laughs> and uh, I don't think Mitch has got himself in his in his team. Jeez, straight yeah. up not in the team. I got a feeling he didn't pick himself. That's you know he's uh, he, he's a good man, Mitch. He's a little bit unique, but uh, he's a very good man. And I have a feeling he didn't pick himself in his team. But I do know he's uh, he's very happy with how he went on on uh, that first night at, at Bathurst, talking to him at tomorrow the other night. So yeah, he's loving it. He's getting right into the game, and um, I know a lot of drivers are, and they'll probably be listening right now. And I think it's fantastic how much all the drivers have uh, have embraced the concept and and gone about. Making sure that you know other people in and around their circle who are who are you know sideline viewers and fans of our sport have uh, have embraced fantasy harness racing. The numbers just continue to climb every day, so it's it's yeah. great. It's great to see some banter between uh, participants on on Twitter and and those sort of things as well. And yeah, it all adds it all adds to you know uh, the competition and and your your ego as well. Yeah. So you so you're thinking. Uh, Jack or Josh as your captain? Yeah, I think they have to, only because of the amount that they're going to to drive this week, Um, and that's why Robbie's always a safe bet. Um, But, you know, I'd I'd take Tom's point there that you could have a Tom Ison if you know that he's going to do really well on Friday night, but you do miss out on those other Mm. two or three meetings. So it's it's a big play, Um, and if it comes off, you're going to look like a genius. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so if you didn't, just um, obviously people are, are in trade phase right now. So a few scenarios uh, for for Robbie Morris. All right, let's say we're going we're going top shelf, like for like. You, you can't buy unless you're buying Cameron Hart or Jack Callaghan. You can't buy anyone more expensive than Robbie. So you so you've got money to play with. You can pretty much buy just about anyone in the game. So let's say we're going premium dollar. Type scenario, some options might be Jack Trainer, yep. Luke McCarthy, because we don't think that Jack and Luke are in a lot of teams um, for week one. Is that are they kind of the and are they kind of the premium options in in the the metro area? Do you think, Tom? Yeah, yeah, they're they're the premium options. Um, I would say they'd be the the most popular. Um, I don't see 
you know, it makes makes more sense to pick the most expensive player you can um, in replacement for Robbie for the week. It, that makes the most sense rather than going for someone a little bit lower, maybe like a Will Rickson or McElhenney or Gavin Fitz. But um, for me, yeah, I'll, I'll go as more expensive as I can. Brad Hewitt. Brad Hewitt, yeah. Could be a, could be a, I don't think Brad would be in a massive amount of teams at the moment either at 965, I think. He might be a chance. Um, all right, so the other scenario might be that you spend a little bit less in order to spend more in another area. So if you're spending a little bit less and going going some cheaper options, are there any that, that are front of mind, Tom? In Metro? Yeah, if you because you obviously to sell Robbie, you have to buy another Metro driver. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll reserve comment till I see the fields. I'm thinking Gavin Fitzpatrick. Um, they, he has a couple of drives tomorrow at... Menangle, and I'd imagine he's got JOK must be ready for a race, and he'll be in on Saturday. And he's a good horse; he'll win. Not bad, Leighton. Better yeah, Leighton Green, a uh, Jack Brown, and, and that would play to your strategy of getting a driver in and parking the money. Mm. The money, because the way this game works, the money doesn't depreciate at all. The drivers don't depreciate or or go up in value, so. That would play to the strategy. No, I think if you want to do Chris that, Geary. yeah, Leighton Green is a great option. He he finished with twenty five this week. Good cheap option. Um, Will we mentioned before too? So yeah, if you can if you can turn the money into those guys um, and just park the other aside, uh, then yeah, and bring Robbie back next week. What about Robbie's? Robbie's only as good as the horses that he's on, so he's not driving. You know, he'll probably pick up most of the drives. His wife, Carrie Ann. I think. Yep. Yeah, Carrie Ann's got three tomorrow at Menangle. You're only paying very cheap. The four, about four hundred grand, I think, for Carrie Ann. She's going to pick. She'll probably pick up the drives on behalf of Lucky Lodge. Is that an option? Yeah, she'll pick up a lot. Um, yeah, only if you're doing as part of a dual trade, I would think. Um, if you want, if you're getting Robbie out of your team, then you probably want more of a like for like. Somebody is going to be driving a lot more and as Tommy said before it's um, probably going to be Jack Trainer. if you haven't got Luke McCarthy in your team but that's it, probably him if you do trade out say Robbie scenario trade out Robbie for uh, say a Leighton Green you've got a lot of money there so you can do what we said earlier and use that money for Kerry Ann that extra and you know uh, she'll definitely get you some points over the week and um, yeah utilise utilise the money rather than keeping it there but it, it does get difficult but, so I won't be doing that but that is another strategy. Steph Morris, I think, represents pretty good value, as we said at the top of the show, 380 if you don't have air. Unfortunately, Steph had that horrible fall. Yeah. Yep. Um, what a great story to see Steph come back. It was only a fortnight on, fortnight on, come back, and she landed two winners uh, on that that um, on that on Penrith program. Just fantastic to see. It was yeah. it was really good. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was, yeah, as you say, it's a great story, and, um, yeah, she was very happy as well, and it was um, yeah a, a great pickup. Twenty five points over the round for for um, somebody three, who's three eighty yeah three hundred eighty thousand yeah. As I say, her and Hannah Rickson, um, you've got to get at least one of them in your team. That has to be your out and out um, trade this week. Okay, um, look, plenty of, plenty of great options there. I, I think that you know, just have fun with it, you know, and. On the platform, what you can do is you make your trades up until the lockout. There's a rollback function on the on the platform as well. So if you make your trades, then you can say, "Ah, oh, not happy with that. 
roll your team back and start again. So you, you're not locked into those yeah. those three trades. It's not gonna not gonna prevent you from you know, if you, you your first decision's not a final one until you basically don't play with your team anymore. Yeah, that, that's a good feature. I, I didn't know we had that, and that's that's yeah. very good because I've been stuck plenty of times in in other sports, making them too early and yep. and things like that. Yeah. So you know, get in, have a have a play around with the platform, and you know, experiment, throw around some scenarios, but but keep an eye on on what's coming up. I I think if you know, given that Robbie's missing a week, I think of all the weeks for Robbie to miss a week, and maybe this played into played into thinking with with when he. You know, did elect to take the suspension is that no Newcastle on. I think this makes it if you're if you plan on having Robbie Morris in your team for a period of time, uh, this is the week where you probably are okay with with him missing. Yeah, and as you said before, to a nice clean suspension um, for us at least through this round. So yeah, it works out quite well. We it, you know swap him out, swap somebody in, a nice clean changeover. Yeah, and I think. You know, obviously Robbie's unavailable, but there is an influx of drivers who are now available to be picked up. And I mentioned Brad Elder, who's coming off, who has come off suspension. Jack Trainer, we saw come back from suspension on Saturday night and do really well on a on a really small sample size. Um, there's some excellent options there. We we saw Luke McCarthy come out and do well Saturday night. So um, not far off uh, week two, boys. So we'll be we'll be almost ten percent of the way through the tournament. Through the whole season, when <laughs> yeah. we meet next blink, week, blink and you'll miss it all. Yeah, I mean it's um, you know, I, I I love that people are sort of standing around and you know paying attention to the races. I've looked at it through a, a far more you know, analytical lens, I guess. The race meetings, you know, I, I I know after three race three rounds of the game, three race meetings, we'd had forty eight drivers, forty eight drivers had picked up top four finishes just in three race meetings. We'd had 19 different winners, different people had won races. So, you know, the the spread of points is there. It, 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 and while – and I wouldn't I wouldn't go saying, well, okay, I'm, I, had, I didn't get to play round one. I'm that far back. You're not – you know, over a period of time, you can pick them up if you get your team right. You've also got the weekly prizes as well to Absolutely. go for and – uh, head-to-head leagues as well, bit of um, pride and ego to play for. So it's not all dead and buried if you haven't, um, if you missed out on week one. Yeah, and if you if you haven't got into a league, get in, like do that before we lock out tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow lunchtime. Get into a league, just jump in because it's it's got the overall leaderboard. You could jump in if you if you just haven't got the capacity to sort of set one up and get your group of mates together, whatever. There's plenty of public leagues there that you can just jump in. I know from you know, my example of um, playing AFL fantasy, a friend of mine over in Western Australia got me into a league with that. I didn't know anyone else. And yet we've stayed the same group of our league stayed together for nearly 20 years now. And, and now there's the banter, it's the email associations. One of the boys, uh, Clive's actually playing this game on the back of us playing the AFL game. He's playing our game now. You know, so... It, there's um, there's great opportunities to connect with new people as well through through fantasy sports. Yeah, we've said all the way through straight from the kickoff that um, half the fun of this is is the banter. Um, 
people you know, people you don't know, um, having a crack at and my team's better than yours. That's exactly how we started off this podcast today. Yep. So, yep. yeah, that's half the fun of it. So it doesn't matter if you're a week late or two weeks late or three weeks late. Um, there's always something to do with this game. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, I think we've uh, we've sort of poured through the analytics of round one, boys. We've had a look at had a look at round two. We've obviously spoken to a very happy man in, in uh, Troy McDonald. He's managed to take out the first weekly prize. A little bit of history there. Well done, Troy. Uh, look forward to seeing the points roll in. Um, now that the leaderboard's active and, and the, the points are very responsive. Yeah. You know, it's within a couple of minutes of a race result, the points are appearing on your team. That's really cool to see. And it's giving a purpose to every race across across. Yeah, the six weeks, yeah. or the six nights and days of, of a round time. That's one of my favourite things. Is, you know, speaking, you know, we're all, you know, associated with the industry, but part-timers and casual viewers tuning in to Tamworth last night, thinking ahead to Tamworth this week and even watching, you know, staying up late and watching a Penrith, last race at Penrith, it, that's what grows the sport and it's good to celebrate the drivers as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, to everyone out there tuning in, uh, and to those who might be tuning in for the first time today, welcome and thanks for tuning in. It's great to have you on board. And you might be tuning in for the first time because you just found us. Like we've had a, a good little advertising campaign or, or word of mouth certainly spread on the back of the fun people we're having in, in round one as the scores are evolving. And you might be listening to us for the first time uh, having just joined us. So welcome. Thanks for coming on board. Everyone who's been with us the whole time, It's um, we certainly don't take our our audience for granted. We actually appeared in the charts after week one, boys, in the, the podcast charts, so that was nice to see. Yes, I've even got my email signature with awards underneath it now <laughs> where we were placed. So, no, it's it's no, it's no, great that people are listening to it and um, trying to pick up some ideas. They're probably not getting the best ideas from us, but we're, uh, we'll are we keep trying. Hey, they're getting advice from the number five team in the comp and the number one. We had him on the, yeah. had him on the pod. Yes, it was good to speak to Troy, so yeah, that was good. <laughs> All right, well, everyone, uh, everyone tuning in, thanks very much. Make sure you tell everyone about Fantasy Harness Racing. Uh, you guys are the best uh, best advocates for the product out there. Yeah, get them on board. It's never too late to join. As we said, there's a $250 Harvey Norman voucher up for grabs each week, and you could be like Troy. You could be sitting sitting um, right now and mulling over what you're going to spend 250 on at, uh, at Harvey Norman. Plenty of great options uh, to get yourself around there. So... Um, Get your team in, have a play around, have some fun with it, and most of all, enjoy the racing and uh, and uh, celebrate the the remarkable achievements of our drivers on tracks right across New South Wales. Boys, good luck with your teams this week. I hope you go well. Me too. Thank you, mate. And uh, to everyone out there, best of luck. I can't wait to hear how you go in round two. We'll be back on Monday for another podcast where we'll break down the week that was in harness racing. All right. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.